Welcome to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I am your host, elemental yoga teacher, Samantha Dinage. Join me as we explore holistic approaches to find more balance in today's hectic world. I invite you to follow me on Facebook and Instagram with the username at the Beautifully Balanced Podcast. A big warm welcome to episode 23. Since I started focusing on the word consistently, my life seems to have got so much easier. I am more focused on the things that are important to me and I certainly feel less stressed. So what do I mean by consistently? I mean consistently doing something on a regular basis rather than spreading time, energy and thoughts across too many different things. In this episode, I will discuss being consistent with the language that we use with ourselves, learning new things such as a foreign language. We'll touch on exercise, food, taking breaks and this may spark some other areas you could also apply consistency to your own life. The examples that I share with you are from my personal perspective and are absolutely by no means right or wrong. Please take from this episode what will support you. For me, consistently doing things that help me with my well-being or wider goals, rather than doing a bit of this and a bit of that, and not really progressing anything, I feel that I can really reap the benefits of doing something more when I do it on a consistent, regular basis. Particularly as a Vata mind-body type in Ayurveda, who likes to try new things, it has been helpful to bring me focus, to do the things that are important to me consistently. Focusing on consistency is also helpful for me because it takes out some of the thinking about what to do and then perhaps doing absolutely nothing if you can be quite indecisive like me. Of course, not everything in life needs to be progressed and we can just do things because we enjoy them. But I also like to feel like I'm working towards things that mean a lot to me and like I'm fulfilling my life with purpose. Are you someone who has consistent habits and routines? Do these support your well-being? And do you take consistent steps towards your goals? I'm going to get stuck right into this topic by discussing the language that we use and speak to ourselves. Are you using language that lifts you up or that knocks you down? Do you constantly question yourself, that's definitely me, or tell yourself that you can do it? Do you worry and think, what if X happens? Or do you tell yourself that you will cope with whatever arises? Are you someone who focuses on all of the negatives rather than the positives? For me, before I moved to Japan, it was scary. I was still riddled with anxiety and I had committed to moving to a place that I'd never even been to. I can guarantee if I'm having anxious thoughts, then I will also be feeling so, so tired. 
So it was important for me to overcome this. And I was focusing on worrying about how I would manage my food choices in Japan. Imagining supermarkets full of totally different items, which was typically the case. How would I be able to make meals that I know were good for my stomach at the time? That was a real concern for me. And how would I be able to communicate with people when the language is so, so different to English? I was worrying about making friends over there and about filling my days whilst my husband would be at work for long hours. But when I turned this around and focused on the opportunities, with thanks to my CBT therapist for her help at the time, I suddenly realized that I could focus on the fact that there would be new exciting foods that I could try. And oh my goodness, the raw tuna and salmon was absolutely amazing over there. I could focus on the new people that I would meet from all over the world and would be able to learn and share experiences with them. There's also the opportunity to experience a new culture, a new way of being, which I loved when I've been traveling before. So that was something really positive to focus on, along with the fact that I'd be able to find new hobbies and interests. And in fact, they were things that I didn't even know existed, such as Japanese tea ceremony. And there's also plenty of new places to travel. So suddenly, the move to Japan began to feel feel quite different when I was using this different language in my mind, when I was focusing on the opportunities rather than all the worries and the negatives. So I think when we consistently focus on opportunities, life in general can begin to feel really good. Imagine how many things you could apply that to throughout your day, throughout your week and how different that would feel. If you're someone who is very hard on yourself, perhaps you have a lot of critical thoughts with a lot of judgments. This is often common in Pitta mind body types in Ayurveda. Or perhaps you have an overactive, worrying mind, typically associated with vata. Are you someone who often thinks that you've done a terrible job, that you should have done better, that X, Y, Z wasn't perfect, or that you aren't good enough for something? When this is a consistent internal dialogue, this can have a really wearing effect. It can increase our stress levels and therefore reduce our vitality and our energy. Pause and consider how this may impact you over the course of a day, a week, a month, a year, and beyond, if you are constantly having this mind chatter that is putting yourself down, that is full of self-doubts. It really can be just exhausting in my experience. In contrast, when you have your own back, you offer some love and compassion to yourself and perhaps you think that you are trying your best, that you will learn from your mistakes. This may help to nurture you in a different kind of way and that is certainly my experience but I'm by no means an expert. I think in society, we often have a win or fail approach. What happened to all the gray areas in between? 
where lots of experience and magic happens. So again, consider what are you consistently saying to yourself? Is it lifting you up or is it knocking you down? What other language might you use? Do you use language that says everything is difficult and tricky? Or can you keep things in perspective and know that you will learn and overcome from challenges? In fact, the yoga mat is a wonderful place to notice just what comes up in our minds. Perhaps you form judgments about the fact that you can't touch your toes rather than accepting where you are at and enjoying the stretch and focusing on your breath. In yoga, everyone finds different poses easier and different poses more challenging. So each class can be seen as a mini journey and an opportunity to practice being kind and compassionate to yourself. Perhaps you think to yourself how boring it is to wash up or oh no you need to cook the dinner. Can you flip this around and consider what are the positives of doing these tasks? What can you say to yourself that will help you to feel more vibrant to go ahead and do these things without that heavy feeling? When you've got to cook dinner then you have the ingredients, you have food in the cupboards, that food that you need to nourish your body, to support your mind. And you are able to do this if you're about to cook dinner. So be grateful and enjoy. Let's see, can any of you relate to this? Personally, I hate to sound like I have a big ego, so I will often talk myself down. This is definitely something for me to reflect on, and I think it's often seen, particularly with females in our society. How different would it be if we all elevated ourselves and each other up more? What language can we use? I don't have the answers, but I would love to have a conversation about this some more. Moving on, let's talk about consistency when it comes to learning something new. At the very end of 2015, I started learning Japanese, ready for my move to Nagoya in Feb 2016. I'm not going to lie, languages really are not my strong point. And I didn't have particularly fond memories of trying to learn French at school. I found some group lessons when I arrived in Japan and would go along every week, generally slightly overwhelmed and full of self-doubt as I made my way through the two-hour class. Luckily for me, As I was doing these group classes, I bumped into a wonderful retired lady at Meijo Park next to Nagoya Castle and we started a weekly one-to-one language exchange. I would help her with her already good English and she would help me to get get to grips with some basic Japanese. Anyway, coming back to consistency... It was extremely helpful to have some books to follow to help me to progress in the right direction. And although a weekly class was helpful, like most things, when I didn't look at the notes and practice in between, 
the next class felt so much more difficult. When I decided, committed and stuck to doing at least 15 minutes of Japanese most days, then I found it began to feel much more natural. I began to feel more confident and as I progressed, I was able to use more Japanese in my day-to-day living, which to be honest, sometimes felt like survival in a very different foreign land. But when I was able to use this Japanese that I'd learnt out and about, then it meant that I was using certain terms and phrases on a regular basis. And then that pretty much became second nature for me and much, much easier. However, when you briefly sound like you know what you're saying and then you get a random response in Japanese, then that can be a whole other challenge. But anyway, the moral of the story is that little and often when learning something new can have a huge impact. Whether that's learning a language, starting to run, for example, beginning a weekly fitness class such as Zumba or yoga. It's all about consistently doing something to feel the benefits. Thinking about running, now I'm not a runner, but I know it is very popular, especially during COVID where people have been more restricted about where they can go. So if you want to run 5K and improve your fitness so that day-to-day life feels easier, that you've got the energy to do the tasks that you need to do and still have some left for yourself. So when we try and go out once per week, I know from discussing with friends that each run may feel quite challenging. But when you add in some walks or runs in the week as well, so you do your main run on the weekend, you add in some walks walk runs in the week, even if it's just for 10 minutes, then suddenly you've been out quite a few times in the space of four weeks. And getting the legs running and moving starts to feel more normal. And you begin to increase the steps, they soon add up. And before you know it, your fitness is increasing and you can run a bit further. And it's always fantastic when I see friends post pictures of them doing an event where they've completed their first run where they really couldn't imagine at the beginning that that was happening. But by consistently committing to a little bit of training, they managed to ramp up their fitness and complete complete the event. So that might make it easier to then run for the bus play more with the kids, go out for a beautiful walk when you're on holiday without running out of puff. Also, lots of people attend yoga for various reasons, often to relax, improve their posture, their flexibility, and to improve backaches. So attending once per month, for example, yes, you might feel better for it, but the real long-term benefits come from a regular consistent practice to help bring the long-term benefits and relief that are desired. However, consistently attending every week and then even increasing to more than one practice per week will help to boost the effects further. This is why I always say it's so important to find movement that you enjoy. 
I actually started my own yoga practice in Japan. Seem to be talking about Japan a lot today. And I found a weekly class in English. And then I used videos to develop my practice further at home. This significantly sped up my knowledge of the poses, my flexibility, my ability to turn off my mind and focus on my practice. And it supported me to fast track into the world of yoga teacher. Pausing this episode for a moment because I know life is busy and finding some much needed me time can be difficult. I'm on a mission to help people like you to de-stress, release tension, enjoy movement and find more relaxation. I invite you to join me with my online yoga and Zumba classes, either live on Zoom or in the BB On Demand video library. Pop over to the classes link in the show notes at the end of this episode for more details. I'm going to move on now to food. So when we consider food, being enthusiastic and eating wholesome, nutritious food one day and then forgetting about it the next and eating highly processed foods the next won't create the nourishing health benefits you probably have in mind. When we are consistently eating wholesome foods, so we're thinking about those foods that haven't been modified and created in a factory, things such as grains, fruits, vegetables, fish fillets, these give the body the rich nutrients it needs such as fibre, antioxidants, healthy fats, and the support that your gut biome needs rather than throwing it off track with those processed foods. Overall, I feel like it's important to eat well for vitality and energy. If we think of the body like a machine, it needs to be fueled and oiled to keep it running smoothly. Rather than to simply focus on our weight, which has often been publicized here in the West. But anyway, that will be a whole different episode. We can really focus on using foods to support our mind and support our body. I do have treats, love a bit of chocolate. I think I've mentioned that before. Like anybody else, it's nice to have these treats. I think when we completely restrict ourselves, then we probably only want something more. But choosing food consistently that are less processed and more natural, I know is going to have a profound impact on my health. Also, since I consistently slowed down my eating, taking the time to chew my food rather than shovel it down, I've noticed a massive difference in my bloating and digestion. Small changes really can have a huge result on on how you feel. So have a look around your cupboards. If food is something that you want to focus on. And I invite you to come back to my episode about the can approach. Making things convenient, attractive and normal to help you to achieve your your food goals on a consistent basis so the can approach is in episode 15 change your environment change your life so lunch breaks how many of us take a real lunch break do you stop at all to eat your lunch 
Do you even eat lunch? I know some people skip it out completely. Do you continue to work? Do you scroll through your phone and before you know it, you've not had time to process your own morning and you're right back to work or whatever it is you're doing in the afternoon? I used to work through my lunch breaks on a regular basis, thinking that it would benefit me because I'd be able to finish up half an hour earlier at the end of the day. But guess what? Finishing earlier didn't usually happen because there's always more things to do and I would end up flagging and being less productive through the afternoon. Especially when working from home, which many of us are at the moment. It's something that I do on a permanent basis. It's important, I feel, to get up, have a change of rooms if possible. At the moment, I'm enjoying watching something lighthearted on Prime or I'm currently actually watching The Real Marigold Hotel, all about India, on BBC iPlayer as it helps me to switch off and feel like I've had a real break from thinking about my business. This is one of the perks, I guess, of permanently working from home, having that flexibility to go and sit on the sofa, to pop the TV on, or go out for a walk, should I wish. I know those of you that are on sites may have much less flexibility. I used to work in a factory-based environment before where an alarm would go off for the beginning of lunch, an alarm would go off for the end, and you certainly couldn't go off-site. So I know different people have very different situations. But could you take a book or a magazine and feel like you've had some time for yourself to switch off during that lunch break? For some of you, it's difficult who rush from one meeting to the next, And a lunch break sometimes doesn't seem to exist. I feel like this is potentially down to the culture of the company or going along with how things are. Anyway, something to ponder based on your own situation. If you don't take a lunch break at the moment, imagine that you have 30 minutes every day to recharge and reset. What would you do with those 30 minutes including eating your food mindfully. Taking that pause, that break every day. If you work Monday to Friday, that would be five days a week. That's two and a half hours. Across four weeks, that's 10 hours. Imagine how that might impact on your stress and your energy levels if you were to take that time that is so rightly yours. Definitely something I feel is worth considering to potentially make sure that happens on a consistent basis. So that's just a few examples of areas of our lives that I've enjoyed applying consistency. There are, of course, many others I've touched on using technology, taking breaks from technology, And in fact, since episode 20, The Power of Morning and Evening Routines, since recording that and making that commitment verbally, I found it even easier to stick to my morning and evening routines consistently. With that, I talked about meditation, yoga, tongue scraping, along with a few other things. And when I consider not doing my meditation 
and not putting on my face cream in a rush to get out with the dog, not putting my phone inconveniently on purpose in the corner of the room so that I use it less. I remind myself that I'm focusing on doing things consistently. And that drives me to pause and actually do these things that I want to be doing, that are supporting my well-being and moving my life in the direction that I want. So what's one thing you will commit to doing more consistently from now, from today, from this moment? It could even be something related to being social. Is it consistently going out for a socially distanced walk with a friend? Is it consistently reading a story if you have children at night time? Don't wait for tomorrow and do what's important for you today. I hope you found this episode inspiring. Let me know what you thought in the the comments please leave a review get in touch with me on social media or you can email email me directly contact at beautifullybalanced.online so have a great day enjoy adding some consistency be consistent and i'll see you again in two weeks time because I know life is busy and finding some much needed me time can be difficult. I'm on a mission to help people like you to de-stress, release tension, enjoy movement and find more relaxation. I invite you to join me with my online yoga and Zumba classes, either live on Zoom or in the BB On Demand video library. Hop over to the classes link in the show notes for more details. Thank you so much for listening and please press subscribe to help boost the Beautifully Balanced podcast. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Beautifully Balanced podcast.